Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we thank you once again. We exalt your name. We give you praise, glory, and adoration. Magnify, Father, your name because you are faithful. And we come once again to receive instruction from you, Lord. Grant us understanding, grant us wisdom, grant us revelation knowledge of your will, intent, and purposes in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. All right, uh, I'm sure those of you who were not around last week, uh, you got the message. I sent it across, and I'm sure you listened to it. And so that you should be able to grow as the word comes, maturing us into Christ is basically true knowledge. Through the understanding of God's intents, God's purposes, and His will. That's what matures us into Christ. As we were brought into the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ, is actually based on knowledge of the world. Amen. Uh, we know Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, we said it before. And so it's expected that every follower of Christ will come to the same statue of growing wisdom and knowledge, not only of about himself, but about the things of God. Hallelujah. The vibration takes too much. The echo. Alright, so we want to be dealing with part two. We are dealing with this issue of the three type of people. And the first one we dealt with was can anybody tell me the first categories of people we dealt with? Anybody? The science and wonders people. Hallelujah. Uh, for, for me, that was actually a tremendous revelation and something that we desire to come into in terms of realization. You know, knowing that some of us are created for science and wonders. Even in our homes, in the churches, and in the world. And it's very important you understand that. Because when you discover exactly who you are, you should be able to know that you are here to manifest an aspect of God, to manifest one of those things that God has, you know, intends to do or put in place in creation. Uh, always like the case of John, every now and then, it may start to me. But he asked him, who are you? Are you one of the prophets? He said, no, I'm not one of those prophets. And about who are you? I'm the voice of one crying out of wilderness. And so that means he came to fulfill specific aspects of God's creation or dealings with mankind. He knew that. And it's important that you know exactly who you are. And it's very important. It's not enough to be in church. It's not enough to be, I mean, to say, well, you're called to the church. You should be able to know as an individual 
who you are in the hands of God. And it's very important. And those are the people I've called the signs and wonders people. Um, we try to explain from the case of Isaiah and the three children. Isaiah himself, the name means Jehovah, we save his people. And that is very, very important. And the last son of Isaiah, with that long name there, tells us that God is going to redeem his people or defeat his enemies. So, we are here to point out something before people. And again, we'll find that what God told, or the angel told Mary, he said, this is going to be a sign for the fall and the rise of some people in Israel. It's very important you understand that you, as an individual, you are supposed to be a sign, not just only for your generation, but for those around you. Even in your home, you can be a sign and a wonder. That by reason of your presence in that home, there are certain things that are being revealed, and your presence there brings in God's glory, brings in God's life, and causes people to walk in the light of that which you are supposed to be revealing as an individual. And so it's very important you understand these things. And so we're going to be dealing with the second categories of people, and I call that those who are called to assist the signs and the wonder people. Those who are called to assist those who are the signs and wonder people. And in this instance, I need you to understand it. These people are not inferior to the first set of people. Understand that. They walk in synergy. Their life is such that they are, they are inseparable. You, you can't separate the two. These next categories of people I'm talking about. Because you see, if you are a sign and wonder person, you realize that People would definitely have to work with you to be able to manifest all that you are supposed to be represented. And in the case of, for instance, Isaiah, like we mentioned, as a sign and a wonder person, we realize that the wife, the prophetess, were responsible for bringing forth those three children. So you see, at the end of the day, somebody like the prophet, which is the wife of Isaiah, where the categories of people that I'm talking about, those who are called to assist, because without a prophetess, as it were, Isaiah will not be able to bring forth those three children. Is it making sense to you? Right. So, the science and wonder people, they're actually having people that works with them. Uh, it's like, without these second categories of people, they will not have full realization of what they are called to do. So you find that you're very important to these categories of people. At the end of the day, the reward that ultimately will be coming to the science and wonder people, you're sharing that reward. And these are the things I want you to see from this next study. One thing that's very prominent and important about these categories of people, that the second class of people, is that they can risk their life for the science and wonder people. They can take risk because of the first categories of people which are the science and wonder people. They don't mind. In fact, they don't think about their lives. The success, as I will summarize for you the last, I mean, at the end, the success of the science and wonder people is ultimately their goal. It's ultimately their goal. And why they do that, or why they are doing that, God also is recording and recording. 
their state of being, their mind towards the science and wonder people. That is why if God really calls you to be a second category of people, to assist the science and wonder people, you don't take it lightly. Hallelujah. In a marriage, I will see the wife to be in this second categories of people, of the science and wonder people. The science and wonder people, their wives, I will say, are the ones that are called to assist them. And that is why I discovered that the Bible says, Eve was supposed to be her meat unto Adam. Adam was supposed to be a sign and a wonder people, and then Eve was supposed to be a helpmate. By implication, Adam cannot fulfill everything that God has in mind for him as an individual without Eve. You get it, that? Let me give you an example. Philippians 2, verse 25 to 27. Philippians chapter 2, 25 to 27. The Bible says, yet, I suppose it necessary to send to you a Paphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and a fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. And I want you to know that. He that ministers to my wants. It's like saying he's my assistant. He meets my wants. You understand that there is, I will not go to explain that, but there's a difference between want and needs. I mean, if you understand that. Praise the living God. Now look at verse 26. For he longed after all, after you all, and was full of heaviness. Because that he had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but on me also. Lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I want you to look at the life of this man, Epaphroditus. He said, Paul is saying, this is the man that is always there for me. He ministered to my wants. My wants. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Good. That means, if I am a sign and a wonder person, I should be able to have my own providers who stand all the time for me. And this man was on this job to the point that because he was assisting Paul to minister to the other people, the Bible says he fell asleep, a fell sick, and in the midst of that, close to death. But God gave him back his life. Why? Because of the role he was playing between Paul and the believers. Are you getting that? So you begin to realize that the role you play towards the sign of wonder people can 
Give your life, give your strength, prolong your days. It can literally save you from that. Epaphroditus could take any risk because of Paul. Hallelujah. A ministers to my wants, and I want you to get that. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you have anybody in your life <laughs> that you can relate to or relate with in this dimension. You see, most of when I read the Bible, I discover that as important as prayer is, there are some things that your relationship with some people delivers to you without prayer. Are you getting that? I gave you the instance of that woman, Second Kings, that discovered who Elisha was and told the husband and perceived that this is a man of God. And they took him in. They gave him a table, a candle for a light, food, place to sleep. You remember when he was to leave? Gehazi made the man to understand Elisha that this woman had no child. You realize that instantly Elisha made a statement this time next year as the case may be you're going to have your child. And the child came. The woman didn't pray. I don't know if you're getting that. The woman never prayed. There was no prayer point. There was no fasting and prayer. There was nothing done. Just the relationship and acknowledging that Elisha was a man of God. And you see, when Jesus used the word, he that receives a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. It doesn't mean that you have to become a prophet. But as a reward that comes from your relationship to that prophet. And this woman got her child because she got a relationship to the prophet. The spirit of barrenness was broken because of the relationship she had with this prophet. I am saying your second person or what I would call it, the second categories of people that I'm saying, in assisting, I mean the want of the first class of people who call science and wonders can open up doors for you in the spirit realm to receive things that ordinarily your prayer cannot afford. Epaphroditus was to die. It wasn't by prayer that he came back to life. Bible says God was merciful to him, not just to him, but to me. Because he's always there to meet my wants. Are you listening to me? So if God takes you into a relationship with the first set of people, which is called science, I wonder, you better take it seriously. Because that's your life. <laughs> Praise God. Are you with me? Alright. Let me show you another one. Go into Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. And let's look at verse number 1. 
Joshua 1 verse number 1. Hallelujah. Okay. Just like this. Joshua 1 verse number 1. Okay. Look at what it says. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nom, Moses minister, saying, My servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, down all the people, these people, unto the land which I give to them, even to the children of Israel. I want you to see the address that God was giving to Joshua. And I want you to see, oh glory, how that because he is the second man or the second person or the second categories of people we are dealing with that was ministering to the first signs of wonder people. He could hear God. Did you see it? God was always talking to Moses. That is why, listen, this is why you need to understand this. When sometimes people say, I'm not called by God. Yes. Understand that. If the one called by God calls you, God have called you. Do you understand this? God did not originally call Joshua. So, Moses is the one that called Joshua. But because he was ministering to the man which is the signs of wonder people, he came to the place where he became a called one or a minister of God because he ministered first to the signs of wonder people. Are you getting this? I used to read one book sometime called I think John and Jane Hunters. God called the wife and John was always assisting the wife when they go to meetings. Organizing the place. So it was like the second category of people we're talking about now. The first category of people have to do with the wife, Jane. Are you there with me? Right. If they go to a crusade, this man will be the one organizing everything for the wife. And they came to a place on a particular day. The stage was set. It was time for the woman to go on to minister to people. They were doing signs and other healing, miracles that followed their ministry. You read the book, right? Jane and John Hunter. Hunter. Now, the man was to stand up to introduce the woman that it's time for the meeting for the woman to go minister to the people. God told the woman, tell your husband to go minister to the people. And so the woman turned around and said, you are the one ministering today. The man said, what do you mean? 
Say yes, it's you to minister today. God said you should minister today. That's a man that have never done a single miracle. When he stood up, signs and wonder begin to happen. Why? He had been ministering to the first set of people, which are the signs and wonder people. Now the grace is come to her. I mean to him. I don't know if I get it what I'm talking about. Joshua was a minister of Moses, wasn't called directly by God. But now he came to the point, but because he was faithful in ministering to Moses, God called him in person and began to speak to him. He gives you the privilege to hear God. He opens the heaven for you and to you. When you understand what I'm talking about. To be the second man or the second categories of people in the world. You can have the most wonderful privileges or have relationship with God that ordinarily you, your prayer, you can't come into. Are you with me? The husband of Jehontah was doing nothing but assisting the wife. And that was enough for the man to come into prominence. So now both of them were doing crusades together. Anywhere they go, either the man will minister or the woman will minister. Everything that was flowing through the woman now began to flow through the man. But because the man had been faithful over time, God said, you're worthy and you're faithful. You cannot enter into that realm of ministering to people as well. Based on the one you have been serving. Are you prepared to serve somebody? Do you see yourself as being called by God to serve somebody? Are you prepared in your mind to have that kind of relationship? Just serving without thinking of even the reward. Hallelujah. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 1. Look at verse 38. Anytime I read this Joshua 1, 1 and 2, it takes me quite a lot on how best to relate with people that are the false people, which are the science and wonder people. There is so much glory that comes from that relationship. There are a lot of things you struggle for. You don't struggle for them. You don't fast or pray for them. They come based on your services to these people. Epaphroditus was saved from death, not because there was a fasting and prayer organized for him. But God will not allow him to go because of the role he was playing towards Paul. Are you getting that? Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 38. But Joshua the son of Nom, we standeth before thee. God is talking now. He shall go in thither and encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. This man that is always ministering to you. Uh, you see, God has always washed Joshua. Minister to who? To Moses. 
And when Moses was to go, Joshua became the best choice for God to replace Moses. Can I tell you something? Your reward for people that are called of God is never in vain. As you labor to assist them to actualize the goal and the vision is never going to be in vain. Your reward is with the Lord. And your reward you can determine. Hallelujah. But Joshua is on a man who is standing before thee. <clears throat> he shall go in. He's going to take the people to the promised land. I have determined that that is the way it should be. Because he has been standing before you. Are you following me? So what, whatever qualified Joshua to become the leader of the whole nation was because he was standing before who? Moses. Who was, like we said before, the sign and wonder people. Did they get that? If I may just take it in the normal way that a church talks about whatever. That would mean to me that your servant to certain individual open heavens for you. The gate into heaven can be open to you and for you because of your relationship with the people. You know, you see that from the life of most, I mean, Jesus and the disciples. Jesus was a sign and a wonder people. The disciples were the second men who assist the sign and wonder people. And Jesus told them in my 219, in the age to come when I'm sitting on the throne, you also shall sit on the throne of the twelve tribe of Israel. Judging the tribe of Ori. You're going to sit on throne just as I'm sitting on throne. Why? Because you've been serving me. He said, you who have been with me. That's what he told them. When I'm sitting, you shall be sitting. Hallelujah. It simply means <laughs> your relationship with these people open doors and think about that. You see, Peter was such a fearful, intimidated person. Peter was such a person that rejects Jesus. But because of the relationship that they had, Jesus prayed for Jesus. I mean for Peter. Remember that? He denied Jesus three times. But Jesus prayed, after that you're going to come back. Hallelujah. He says, Satan, I have decided to seek you out with what I have prayed for you. That by the time you repent, strengthen the brethren. Just relationship. Praise God. He simply tells you that the prayer of the science of wonder people is very effectual in the life of those second group of people that assist them in their call and ministries in life. 
that prayer is very, very effectual in their lives. Hallelujah. Go with me to Numbers 27 verse 16. Our glory. Numbers 27 verse 16. Let the Lord, the God of the spirit of all flesh, set a man of all the congregation. Now, who is talking here? Moses is talking to God. Are you with me? Which may go out before them, which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep which have no shepherd. 18 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua the son of Nob. Praise God. Now, you see, Moses didn't say, appoint Joshua to do this. He was just simply praying, look for somebody you can appoint to do this. God said, no, take Joshua. Did you get that? Come on, are you following me? It was not like Moses recommended Joshua. It's God recommending Joshua. Did you say that? And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of man, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay thy hand upon him. Praise God. By implication, promotion came to Joshua just because of the services he was rendering unto who? Unto Moses. Take thee Joshua, the son of Nam, in whom is the spirit, and lay your hands upon Joshua. What was that supposed to be? Now Joshua become the shepherd of the people of Israel. How did he get into being a shepherd? Just being a minister unto who? Unto Moses. Your promotion can easily come by reason of your relationship to the people that God is calling you to minister to. Hallelujah. That means God watches and is watching you in the way you relate to the signs and wonder people. He's watching you. Moses simply pray, hey, God, no, we've got to do something about this. You know, perhaps I'm about to go. Uh, let's get somebody that can take care of the people so that they cannot be or they shouldn't be a people without shepherd. Let's get something done along that line. And God said, you don't need to look far to get that individual. Joshua, the son of Norm, is right there. Get him and lay your hands upon him. That he may lead the people in and out. That is to say, he becomes their leader. Taking them out and in, in and out means going to war and coming back. Hallelujah. Can you get that? This is just simple relationship. Now I'm talking to you about the second categories of people you can find anywhere in the world, either in the church or in the home. You can find this set of people. And if you see yourself in that category, leave it out. Praise God. 
One thing that the second group of people do or doesn't do, whichever way, is they don't say the fault of the first set of people who are the science and wonder people. They don't see their fault. You, you're not going to talk to Joshua about Moses in any way. But you remember Aaron and Miriam, they could talk about Moses. But Joshua will not be part of that. The signs and wonder people that God places over your life, you just mind how you relate to them. Praise God. Am I communicating? Praise God. Look with me to Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9. Remember, God simply told him, Take Joshua, lay your hands on him. He become the shepherd of the people. <laughs> and verse 9 of Deuteronomy 34, the Bible says, Remember, what did I say? 13, 20, no, 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 I said 34. Is that what you have there? Good. 34 verse 9, Deuteronomy. What book are you reading? Okay. Good. Now you got it. The Bible says, And Joshua the son of Nob, remember what he told him to do in Numbers 27, right? And Joshua the son of Nob was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hand upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, watch this. The children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses. That means the measure of obedience that the children of Israel had for Moses was what they now have for who? For Joshua. Did you get that? He became a leader such that the people he was leading could obey him. They obeyed Moses because they felt Moses was a prophet. They saw him as a prophet of God. They saw him as somebody who hears from God, who can communicate with God. The dread of Moses was upon the people, yes, certainly because they saw the relationship that he had with God. Now, because of what Moses did to Joshua, the same grace came upon the life of Joshua. Such that Israel hearkened unto who? Unto Moses. Your relationship with the first set of people is very important if you know it. That it doesn't only open doors for you, it causes grace, authority honor and respect to come upon your life just because of that relationship praise the lord are you with me all right let me show you something the kind of heart that joshua had towards moses when he went to the mountain remember he went with Joshua in Exodus 24. Let's look at Exodus 24 and verse number 13. He went up there with Joshua 
And they were coming down. Now the Bible says, Amosi wrote up and his minister. And I like that. His minister Joshua. <laughs> Not God's minister. Moses' minister. Praise God. Amosi went up unto the mount of God. He went up with Joshua. Elevation in life comes to you by reason of your relationship to the science and wonder people. While others were at the base of the mountain, Joshua had the privilege of ascending with you, with Moses. Did you see that? Okay. Go to verse, I mean chapter 32, verse 17. They went up the mountain together. And they were about to come down. Let's read from verse 16. And the tables were the works of God. And the writing was the writing of God. Graven upon the tables. They got the tablet they were coming down. Look at the next thing, verse 17. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people... As they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. Remember, God already said, In fact, before they got to this point, or as it were, God already said, When Moses was praying, Let's get somebody. Is that okay? When go in and out, lead them in and lead them out. War. Joshua's spirit was so sensitive to warfare. In defending Israel and in defending the ministry of who? Of Moses. The noise that he heard. He thought it was war. So it's like, I gotta go down and start fighting now. Because there's war already in the camp. He wants to defend Israel because Moses was called to lead Israel to the promised land. The vision of Moses became his vision. The goal of Moses became his goal. But don't forget it. God never called him as an individual. This to tell you the mind of the second categories of people have towards the first set of people. Look at the next verse. Verse 18. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear? <laughs> this is when they made the golden calf. Remember that? So they were rejoicing before the golden calf. After Aaron made them one. And the noise of rejoicing that they were having because of the golden calf. Joshua doesn't hear such noises. As far as he's concerned, he will not allow anything to happen to Israel or happen to the minister of Moses because minister Moses' ministry will take the children of Israel to the promised land. So he will not allow anything. He's ready to fight to death. 
Can you die for another man's ministry? Can you fight for <laughs> another man's ministry? I mean, it's a question. I mean, I'm talking about the class, the class and the life and the category of the second people that exist today on the face of the earth. In churches, in families, wherever you can find yourself. Jesus made a statement. He said, he who is not faithful in another man, how can God give you your own? Have you read that in the Bible? Can you die because of somebody's ministry? No. <laughs> this is owing the vision. Praise God. Did you understand what I said there? <laughs> Have you come to that place in your life where you feel that well? This man's ministry, this man's calling is my life. Have you come to that place? Without pretense. Have you got into the place where you are truly sold out? My husband's calling is my calling. My husband's job is my job. My husband's goal in life is my goal. Have you come to that place? Or in your place of work. The director's objective for establishing the company is your goal, is your vision. You don't have another one. And you are working to ensure that the job of that man, the company of that man, expands and grows. Have you come to that place in your dealings? Hallelujah. Time is going again. Okay, let's take something here. Second Samuel 23, verse 16. But is anybody following me at all? <laughs> I need you to get because very important. If you can pick what I'm saying, I am convinced that some of your stress and your labor in seeking for certain things and you are not getting them, will be resolved. Second Samuel 23, verse 15. 1 5, verse 15. Hallelujah. Good. And David, <laughs> this is when he's already been made king and all of that, running from Samuel, I mean from Saul. All of those stories. Is that okay? They came to a particular point. War was on. All of those people that followed David, who were indebted, wretched people, they became mighty men because they connected to the vision of David. Remember that in the book of 4 Samuel also, right? Okay. Now, they come to this place. They became mighty men. They had war with the Philistines. Man, Bible tells us that they stood on the ground, defended the ground. They will not allow any man to come in. But I want to show you something here. I don't want to go into all of those pictures. You can go back and read that and see how powerful these guys were. But remember when it came to David, they were wretched people. They were indebted. They were, you understand that? 
all of those things, but the grace in the life of David transformed them. And the Bible referred to them, the mighty men of David. And they came to the place where they, they came to a place where there was a lintel place, you know, fertile ground, and the Philistines were to come in. The Bible said, one guy stood there and defended the ground against the Philistines. They would not want the second best people. They would never allow the enemy to take that which belongs to the first set of people. Look at this. And they belonged and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. Glory. And the three mighty men broke through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of the Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, they will not drink it thereof but pour it out on the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he will not drink it. This thing did these three mighty men. Praise God, somebody. Did you get it? This is exactly the same thing with Epaphroditus. Can you see that? Because the first man, which is what we are referring to as the science and wonder group of people. David now was a science and wonder individual, as it were. And here was these three men, just because he felt testy and said, Oh God, it's like saying, May this thing expound or extend so that we can have better him. For me to drink water from Bethlehem simply means Bethlehem belongs to us. Oh, I wish I could come to that place. I wish, oh God, we can defeat the Philistines and get by Bethlehem so that I can drink from the well there. Merely hearing this, he never sent them. They arose, three of them put themselves together. And the Bible said, the cord, the three foot cord cannot be easily broken. They joined themselves together, went right. Broke through the Philistines by implication. The enemies were surrounding the place. They went through the midst of the enemy. They were not looking for somebody to kill. They were nothing. They went through the midst of the enemy. Search the water, bring it back. Epaphroditus, the Bible said, is the one that supplies my want. Now, here was David's want. What was his want? Can I drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem? Became a want. And these second categories of people who are all around David said, No, you can't be testy, and we are here. We will break through. They went through. As a matter of fact, I'm sure David was not aware when they were going there because they would have stopped them. They were going to the enemy's camp without thinking twice. They went there, got the water, and said, This is the water. Drink and be satisfied. Can you risk your life for the man? That you have chosen to follow. <laughs> Praise the living God. And somebody will say, but pastor, I mean, God called him. God didn't call me. You have no understanding yet. Now your relationship with these categories of people brings your name to the book. Hallelujah. So, if I may summarize for you, these second categories of people, 
They don't have personal ambition. They don't have personal ambition. The second categories of people that works with the first categories of people which we refer to as science and wonder people, these second categories of people, they have no personal ambition. Their goal is to minister to the one they have been attached to. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? They have no personal ambition. It's their living for the one that they have been attached to. And that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard place to be. It's a difficult choice to make. But if you understand the tender glory that comes from it, that will not be difficult. Number two, their vision is to fulfill the vision of their leader. They don't have a personal ambition. They don't have a personal goal. Their vision is to fulfill the vision of their leader. And you see, because Joshua was doing that, what was the next thing that happened? He ended up being the one that actually fulfilling the vision of Moses because he led the people to the promised land. Remember, the commission was given to Moses to take Israel to the promised land. So, but who took them to the promised land? Joshua. And because he had no personal ambition for himself, he has no separate goal for himself in life. Moses' own vision became his vision. Moses' goal became his goal. Hallelujah. Number three. They can stick out their lives for the one that have been chosen to walk alongside. They can stick out their lives for the one that have been chosen for them to walk alongside. They don't mind. They can stick out their life for it. The three men did it. Epaphroditus did it. Joshua was stepping into it. This is war. He wanted to go to war on behalf of Moses. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. They can stick out their lives for the one that they have chosen to walk alongside. Number four. They see the vision of the man they are ministered to to be the vision of God for their lives. They see the vision of the man that they are ministering to. Remember, Joshua was a minister of Moses. They see the vision of the man they are called to minister to as their own vision. That's why I say they don't have a personal ambition. They don't have a personal vision. They don't have a personal goal. Praise the living God. Are we still here? Number five. They hear what others who are not in these categories hear. Mm-hmm. They hear what others who are not in this category hears. You see, when God was speaking to Moses and ended up speaking to Joshua, he wasn't speaking to the Israelites. 
So he could hear things that Israel as a house or a family could not hear. They together. They hear things that others who are not in these categories hear. Praise the Lord. What a privilege. What a privilege. That just by your relationship with the first categories of people, the heavens can be opened unto you. The voice can be coming from the heavens. You can hear what others can't hear. Just because of your relationship. Just because of your connection. Just because of your mind concerning the one that you are walking alongside. You can hear things that other people don't hear. You can have dreams from God that other people can't have. Just because of your relationship with the science of wonder people. Hallelujah. Number six point. God recognizes them. And do not only position them for their inheritance, but causing them to fulfill the mandate of their leader. God recognizes these people. And make sure they do not only fulfill their own vision, if at all. But they come to fulfill the vision of the one that they are ministering to. Are you still with me? Epaphroditus will not die because God need him to continue to minister to who? To Paul. You together. The three men that broke through will not be attacked by the enemy. Why? Because they made up their mind to minister to, to David who was tested. Some of the defense you can receive from the spirit realm can happen just because of your relationship to the stars or those people who are the signs and wonder people. You can have that defense unknown to you. You can prolong your life in just this kind of relationship. You can prolong your days in having this relationship. If you find one, don't let anybody talk you out of it. Praise God. Number seven. They become the call of God for being faithful to the one they serve. They become the called of God. Because they are faithful to the one they serve. Joshua ended up becoming a shepherd of Israel because of his faithfulness towards Moses. This is a privilege that you can miss in life, people. This is an opportunity that you can't toy with if you find one in such a relationship. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Number eight. They become personal friends to God. For being faithful to the leader, they assist. Mm. They become personal friends to God. Because they are faithful to the leader that they assisted. You know, the Bible refers to Abraham as a friend of God because he was hearing from God. So now Joshua was hearing from God. So what's the implication of that? He was a friend of God. Amen? And how did Joshua climb up to that level of becoming a friend of God? Not because of any religious exercise he was performing, but because of the relationship that he had with who? With Moses. He became a friend of God. That's why he could hear God. He could know the mind of God. God could tell him what to do to get Jericho down. Some of the warfare that you are fighting, you becoming a friend of God becomes easy for you. For God will tell you exactly what to do to overcome those problems. All just based on your relationship to the saints and wonder people. Are you following me? <laughs> Praise God. Number nine. Though they are not called directly by God, but they become the call of God at the end. Though they are not called directly by God. You know, remember, God have to call Moses with the burning bush, all of that, right? There was no direct call on the life of Joshua. But he ended up becoming a chosen one in the hands of God. Why? Because he was faithful in serving who? Moses. Sometimes when you say, I don't know my calling, it becomes easy for you to understand. Your calling could be just serving somebody that God has called. Did you get that? If you don't know your calling, have a heart to relate to the one that is called. That becomes your calling. If you feel you don't have a vision, let the vision of the one that you are relating to become your vision. Let that become your goal. Success awaits you at the end of the day. Protection awaits you at the end of the day. Glory awaits you at the end of the day. Israel was not listening to Joshua. Hearing Joshua. Because God said he has to become a shepherd of the people. The grace that was on Moses came upon the life of Joshua. Because he served Joshua. Praise God somebody. You find the same thing with Elijah and who? And Elijah. What did they say? Can we find somebody in Israel who can give us a prophecy? Jehoshaphat and Elijah. Not just one Elisha. Who used to pour water in the hand of Moses. But remember, he was not the only one in the school of the prophet. There were several other people. But he chose to become a servant of Moses. Why they refer to the rest as the sons of the prophet? They were referring to him as his minister or the servant of who? Of Elijah, rather. Did you get that? All others in the school 
of the prophet or referred as sons of the prophet. But he was referring to, I mean, being referred to as the minister of who? Of Elijah. And guess what happened at the end of the day? Your services sometimes to people that are called by God will cause the people around to bow down to the grace that will come upon your life. Because the sons of the prophet, they ended up bowing down unto who? Unto Elisha. You can imagine the kind of speech they were given. Don't you know your master, your head shall be taken away from you today. To them, Elijah was his head. So who was their head? They had none. Now different were clear because he who has a head has wisdom, has authority, has power. He don't pick a crown and put it on the hill. I mean on the knee. The crown is always going to the head. Are you there with me? They confess your master is your head. So to them, we have no head but you have a head. So who is best qualified to wear the crown? Elisha was best qualified. They gave him the crown because they rejected relationship that he was having with Elijah. May it not be so with you. I said, may it not be so with you. That when men are seen, the realm, the root, the avenue to get into glory, may it not be a mocker on the right side. Look at him. Look at the way she's behaving. Look at the way she's going. He think he's this. She's thinking that. All you do, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I mean, next week. Those are the men that sit and do nothing. All they do is to criticize. All they do is to find fault. <laughs> are you still there with me, somebody? Those are the thought categories of people. You can't be part of that. Those are the people that the scripture refers to. You can't sit on the seat on this comforts. The book of Psalm. Did you get that? Those are the last categories of people I'm going to be dealing with. And I'll do that on Sunday. Have I helped you enough tonight? Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.